0: Digital clothing, computer vision, chatbots, drones. In this series, we look at how future-focused technologies are impacting fashion today. Each episode, we speak to those in the know. Tech people who are influencing fashion, and fashion people who are using tech in new ways. We look at what's happening now, and what's happening next. I'm Megan McDowell, and this is The Tech Edit by Vogue Business.
1: The Tech Edit by Vogue Business brought to you in association with PayPal Credit, helping your customers buy now and pay over time. Go to paypal.com forward slash PayPal to learn more.
0: Hello, and welcome to The Tech Edit by Vogue Business. I'm Megan McDowell. This week, we are looking at 3D design. This refers to using software to create a three-dimensional object. It's used in a range of industries, including video games and movies and it's increasingly being adopted by fashion to create three-dimensional, photorealistic digital designs. This means that instead of creating garments by sketching designs and draping fabric to make the patterns, designers are able to create and sample clothing totally digitally. This is a major change for a traditional industry, but it also stands to have major impact even beyond the design process because brands can then use these 3D models to create lookbooks, or use them online to allow customers to view garments in a more lifelike way. So this week, my guests are Daniel Greeter, the CEO of Tommy Hilfiger Global and PVH Europe. We're also joined by Anne-Christine Paulette, the Senior Vice President of Digital Ventures at PVH, and Amber Slotin, who is the Co-Founder and Creative Director of Digital Fashion House, The Fabricant. Well, welcome, and thank you all for coming. Thanks
1: for having us. Hello, Megan.
0: So, Daniel, I'd love to start with you. Um, In November, you announced that Tommy Hilfiger will transition to only using 3D design to both create and sell clothing. And your goal is that by spring of 2022, all the apparel will be 100% digital, basically until it appears on the runway or it's sold. So that's like a really remarkable statement. So tell us, why did you make this decision?
1: We created a vision that we waste nothing and welcome all, and we are really committed to uh, making our products fully circular, and, and uh, which is also a, p- a part of our sustainable loop. So we believe that this is a new way of, of working in the new world, in, uh, in the upcoming world, uh, to become uh, more circular. And yes, we announced in, uh, what, in November that we're going to aim to be 100% 3D digital in spring 22. And we just get with that in the 3D design. We believe that we can be much more faster and we can much more efficient we can be much more consumer-centric and we will be much more sustainable. So Mm -hmm. uh, yes, we digitalize every step in our end-to-end value chain and this is a part of it.
0: The portion of sustainability in this conversation is really interesting. So what does that mean? Does that mean like, you're no longer using fabric at all. Like you're, you're not wasting anything. Like
1: So first of all, the designer is designing something on a the paper. Then he puts uh, the specs on it and he sends it to the factory. The factory have to make a the samples. They ship it over uh, to his office. The designer says, yeah, but this is not good. And this is not good. Then they, yes, they have to produce it again. They have to resend it again. <laughs> it's, it's just an old version of a process that is not anymore in this world, has no place anymore. And when you do it 3D design, basically, you can design everything digitally on an avatar, for example, and you can change whenever you want. I, I think three weeks ago, I had a designer here. He showed me something. I said, well, I think we should do this more like that. And he said, oh, no problem. I just uh, changed it and he sent it to the factory <laughs> and it was done. This was yeah. never possible in the past, so therefore you can be faster, you can be much more consumer centric so the latest trend you can implement into into the design, and as i said it's it's more uh, sustainable because you don't have to ship samples back and forth
0: so and Christine, I'd love to ask you what was your role in this project so what was the potential you saw, and I guess what is required? from a technical standpoint to sort of train designers, pattern makers, you know, all the people who are working on these designs.
2: It's interesting because I was fortunate enough to be uh, one of the people early on in the process when we did the digital showroom. And that was already a big part of, of a transformation of a value chain. So really early on, I got to see what it means to really transform a certain piece of the value chain in terms of tools that are needed, but also the human element of transformation. And so that was a really good foundation to uh, look at 3D design. And the way that we set it up is to enable innovation and change in a really fast way by, by bringing it a little bit out of the core at the start, meaning we set up the team called Stitch as an independent entity. And that allowed us to really innovate super fast on tooling, but at the same time, be really diligent about the foundational work that needed to be done in order to train and and transform our design workforce.
0: Stitch is sort of like, would it be accurate to say it's sort of like an incubator, like a 3D design incubator within the the larger company?
2: A hundred percent. So we set it up as an incubator. Uh, Right now, we think we graduated to a startup, corporate startup, and really the aim, the way that we we look at it is we treat PVH as our first client. And we do everything to make sure that we have our products as well as our services uh, 100% aligned to the needs of our client with the aim to scale 3D as fast as possible in the org.
0: How is that going? I mean, I can imagine that, you know, you go to school, you le- learn these skills, these traditional skills you know, no one likes to learn. Well, maybe some people do, but no one wants to learn a whole new technology. It's really hard, especially when your job is using old skills. So how is that going?
2: It's so interesting when, whenever you do a huge undertaking like this, you know, everyone loves the idea of change, but when, when you're the one being changed, it's always really hard. So you need Mm -hmm. to take so much care that, that you really guide people in the process. And when you start with this, it's really about identifying the ambassadors, the people that have this natural curiosity um, or, or a really a passion for, for these kind of things and you build mm-hmm. on it from there. And at the same time, you need to make sure that the tools that you're building are really adding value super early on so that the idea and the actual practice of designing 3D becomes the one solution because it's just much more efficient than the traditional way of working. Right. And it takes time. So right now we're at 65% of the uh, design community that's trained at the moment, wow. which is a, a big increase already since November. Yeah. We've, we're covering 80% of all our product groups, which is huge. Yeah. And you see that with, when, when the industry is changing and, or situations where we're in like right now, the need just becomes so much bigger. So adoption goes much faster.
0: I was going to say that because, you know, in our current situation, we're all working from home. We're still in a lockdown. I imagine that this kind of only emphasized the opportunity here um, because essentially you could, you know, design or do most of this work from home or from anywhere. So, Daniel, are you seeing this this emphasis here and would you be open to, to sharing this technology or the Stitch incubator with other brands later?
1: Well, that's uh, I, I just wanted to add that uh, uh, before because AC said, yeah, we are testing it in our company. But actually, we got so much requests from other brands that the technology that we have uh, worked on and, and developed over the past few years is so advanced to whatever is on the market that we have so much interest that other brands want to buy it, so yes, mm, uh, wow. we want to make it uh, also available to uh, the rest of the the industry, uh, because you know I, we don't mind. We 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 think this is the new way uh, to make the industry better, and we believe that we should not only be the, the the only one. Uh, being in that area, we want to uh, invite everybody to do that. And with our technology that we started years ago already to develop, you know, let's use that advantage and 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 be transparent and uh, offer it to uh, our competition as well. No problem with that. Wow,
0: I love that because I feel like you know, technology, any technology, it only works really well if a lot of people are using it and adopting it, which is so different because fashion is such a competitive industry, but. It, it's interesting that technology is really inviting us to share our knowledge, especially when we're talking about sustainability, right?
1: Exactly. I think that's uh, in, in everywhere in life. You know, I think um, to share. Um, if, if you want to hide something, that's always for a short time and uh, you 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 should be transparent to make again the the industry and not only the industry but also the world better and you just have to make sure that you are always ahead of uh, of the rest and that means you have to continue to be innovative you have to test and and most importantly you have the mindset for new technology you have the mindset to be open-minded you have to be open-minded and you have to have the setup and and people that are willing and able to drive uh, all these innovation that is around.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's you know in 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 the essence of transparency but also in the essence of of accelerating change, collaboration and partnership is absolutely key.
0: Yeah, I imagine after the employees try it and they see the benefits, are they sort of converting? Are they are they now really eager to 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 learn more?
2: A couple of weeks ago we did a fully remote digital uh, feedback session with all our markets and the designers were showing their 3D designs to the the, the country teams. And the amount and the quality of feedback that came back on how amazing it was to really see the line come together like that, that they really could understand what the designers had in mind. So the the ability to, to show people what is in their head, not just in a sketch, but in a true 3D form, you know, yeah. things like that really make make designers want to adopt this more and more, and and that is what what is really powerful about it.
1: Uh, AC, you remember you remember when we uh, introduced the digital showroom, and in the beginning, nobody was believing in it. And at the end, and mm-hmm. today, nobody could imagine to be without the digital showroom. And that's uh, similar yeah. with the digital design. I remember when we showed it the first time, everybody said, "Yeah, but I'm not going to design like this." And today, they can't wait to be uh, trained. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I love that. And actually, in a minute, I'm going to actually transfer over to Amber, and she's a fashion designer, and, and I'm going to ask her to talk to us about what it's like to to make this switch. But before we go to Amber, I'd love to ask you. You know, we've talked a lot about the practical value, the behind-the-scenes sort of business impact, but I'd love to hear a little bit about the future and sort of the fun potential for these 3D models, because once you have the clothing created in the software in a 3D model, as I understand it, you can really sort of do a lot more with it. So what what do you predict for the future? Or what would be exciting for you with this technology?
1: Well, uh, I, I go first... Uh... I see, and then you can you can add. I, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we talk about the digital design. Then, uh, actually, we could use that also. If we would Not we could. We're already using it from, from the design. We use it direct into the digital showroom uh, mm-hmm. without making any samples. From the digital showroom, it can go in our uh, Tommy.com, where we show the style. Actually, we're already doing that today. From there, oh, wow. we can put it on an avatar, and we can do fashion shows with in virtual realities. Also, um, oh, you can wow. basically it's unlimited. You you can you can use it with the new technology uh, technology everywhere. So we believe that in the future, you have to think about is you know a fashion show in the traditional way is that still is that still cool and and relevant or is it probably more like um, you know, uh, like with uh, yeah, in 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 the digital way, in, uh, virtual reality is that more? I believe, uh, and and do it in a, in a complete strange way. You know, or let them walk over the the river, or let them walk over the mountains. You can do anything, or through a city, everything can be done with the new technology. And and we more move into an area like this, out of the box.
0: Totally, and it's a really good point that when you're creating something digitally it doesn't have to be an exact replica of the analog version, right? So you could, like you said, you could have them walking on a river or do a photo shoot, you know, in the bottom of the ocean. Or, like, it's it's interesting to think of how we can just stretch possibilities that way.
1: Exactly. And I think we're going to see a, a lot uh, of new versions in the future. And, and that's just, uh, you know, the... the the new consumer. I think they want to see. They want to be surprised. They want to be. They they want to see new. They now they're ready for new technology. And I think now if I would go to a fashion show that is just in the normal way, I I would be less excited. excited. So, a, a, a lot more to come. Uh, thanks of the new technology.
0: And one thing I just quickly want to ask. You mentioned on your e-commerce site now. So, does that mean some people shopping online are already seeing the digital designs that you've created?
1: Absolute. We did some tests already, and uh, in, on the shirts uh, that we t- took direct digital design into the uh, into online, and uh, I think even one shirt was one of the top three um, piece that we sold. I mean, best wow. selling piece. Yeah. So you don't see it. Basically, you cannot see, it. and and but in our digital showroom. Um you also there you cannot you cannot realize what is uh, a digital and what is a real um, um, a sample. So so we are transforming now in completely uh, in the digital version.
0: That's so neat. I bet people are going to go now to your website and try to see if they can tell which one's a digital design. <laughs> so, Anne-Christine, tell me, what are some fun things that you see in the future? I know we've seen you know, avatars, we've used the word avatar sometimes. What are some exciting things that you could see this technology being used for?
2: I'm just excited about the idea of a digital wardrobe. And especially if consumers are looking towards options that are less wasteful, more sustainable, I'm, I'm just really excited about that idea. And imagine all of Tommy having digital garments at your disposal, like the kind of creativity and what you can do with it is just amazing. And that is something that really excites me because I think that opens doors to, you know, even letting the consumer be really creative with what they want to be doing with those kind of garments. So that that I think is going to be really an amazing and going to open up a lot of things that maybe right now we can't even imagine that a consumer might want to do with it or, or a use case that might come up.
1: There is an additional layer that's coming up in the future, and that's uh, uh, 3D printing. Um, you know, what? How will mm. that change uh, our our world? When you basically uh, can design something into your computer, and then uh, the next day you can come to a Tommy Hilfiger store and print it out. Um, this is well, all, uh, by the way, not so far away from us. And maybe then a few years later, you have your own digital printer at home. And uh, suddenly you design in the evening what you're going to wear in the morning. I mean, I'm going a bit far here, but that's honestly <laughs> not, not not crazy that is coming faster than we ever could predict.
0: No, that's so cool. And, and so cool to think about um, if everyone has their own avatar, if they could wear these these digital designs, they could have a whole virtual world, right? So it's, it's so interesting to think about that. So Amber, I, I want to turn it to you because... Well, you can tell us, but as I understand it, you are a classically trained fashion designer, but you now are totally digital. So you are now the co-founder and creative director of a digital fashion house, The Fabricant. Tell us about your experience becoming a 3D designer.
3: Yeah. I mean, this was completely, um, yeah, not the normal roots, let's say, because um, I came into fashion school and it was just absolutely like traditional. I had to do three, four outfits a week, traditional fashion design, you know, having the models walk through the, the hallway and the teacher looking at the designs and being like, okay, that works, that doesn't work. Always models present to be able to, to put it on. And I remember just always um, the whole week sewing outfits and uh, never really being able to look at them only at one point in the, in the week. It was quite slow and very wasteful, all of these garments, plus when I was entering school, I think all of these big messages started coming out of Vana Plaza. You know this entire factory that collapsed, um, and also mm-hmm. the true, yeah, like the whole documentary, the true costs and everything. I mean, as a fashion designer, I felt a bit of a responsibility. I was like, what am I doing in this industry that is, you know, so unsustainable? How is that something to work on for the future? Yeah, when I came across a uh, 3D design. Somewhere in my course, they did a 3D design course and um, I could follow that. I noticed that, wow, you know, in this 3D world, I'm able to create any type of design so quickly, so fast and immediately see what I'm doing. Um, And Mm -hmm. and, like as a designer, this gave me so much freedom because I was like, hey, I can instantly change the color, change the shape, change, you know, the textures, uh, change whatever... I wanted, um, without having to go to the fabric store or, um, having to sew something together and then it not working or not working out. So I felt like mm-hmm. it was an enormous step towards the future, uh, to be able to use this technology. Then, then when I said like, Hey, you know, I want to use this technology further, uh, because until then it was kind of used only to prototype garments and in very technical ways. So you would just see what the mm-hmm. fit would look like. And um, at some point I was like, hey, but what if, you know, we could wear digital clothes? You know, what if we could actually wear these in our digital identities? How can we, you know, shape those uh, instead of going into the real world? And uh, when we came, like mm-hmm. when, when that idea came along, like I think five, five years ago, uh, back then people were mm-hmm. like, well, that is never going to work. <laughs> and look at us now, behind our screens. <laughs> so it's a, it's a completely different world now. Um, But, yeah, the potential is definitely there, yeah. You
0: mentioned you can have fabric that does, you know, changes immediately, the color changes immediately. Are there digital fabrics or patterns or, like, if it's cotton or silk, like, is there a code for these materials? Or are you going in, you know, pixel by pixel, changing each little portion of the image? How does that work?
3: Yeah, so basically there's, um, like, test kits with which you can test the fabric. So you can basically um, test the way it bends, the way it moves, the way it behaves. And there's like, like a real thing. fabric, right? Yeah, real fabric. Yeah. And that all is then put back into the computer, which then is put into the software and it will kind of generate this realistic falling using all of the data that you get out of the real fabric. So for instance, if I work in my 3D design space, I have cottons, I have leathers, I have you know, all kinds of material that I would like to use um, because that's all been tested. Um, and it's, it's kind of copying the reality. So it's it, it works really well and behaves quite well. And also you can just exactly see what it fits like, what it looks like. And, you know, if I make a dress, for instance, in silk, and I would like to change it into leather, I can do that literally with a click of a button. So it's a completely different uh, feedback system. Usually when I do samples, when I design, you know, uh, using this tool, I make like 100 samples in one because I, co- I keep on changing things. At some point you have to say stop because it, it also become <laughs> becomes very addictive. You know, it can become like a game. But um, at some point you have to say stop. But it's like it's a really beautiful process, which gives you like 100, maybe even 200 samples in one.
0: I bet it really sort of also unlocks your creativity in a way because... You're not limited by time, or even like physics. It's no longer as relevant, right?
3: Exactly. I'm using all types of materials and and shapes and things that are not possible in real life. We are really trying to pushing these uh, to push these boundaries that we can really see materials with prints that move. You know, maybe even uh, textiles that you know have sort of some things coming out, and you know, like maybe there is some stuff that is have, has water coming out or is on fire all day, you know, like all these kind of things in digital world, you know, is is, is possible. So um, I'm really seeing that this can be a next step for the creativity within fashion as well, because I feel like mm-hmm. we kind of lost that a bit along the way, you know, um, how many times can you design a shirt? And and I feel like now with this digital world, we're able to elevate that again and add new layers. And, you know, this is gonna be a, a huge wave of new creativity in the industry.
0: That's really exciting to think about. And I know you've already sort of started exploring that with your work at the Fabricant, um, which, you know, totally new designs that wouldn't be possible in real life. But I want to go back to this one question of fit, because I know, you, you know, like you said, like in when you're in design school, it's really important to get the fit right. And does the computer know if something is too tight, if it pulls or not? So can you explain a little bit how that's possible to know what the actual garment is going to look like on the person. And is it really accurate compared to how it would look in real life?
3: Yeah. So this is a a really good one because a lot of people say like, oh, but digital, you know, you never know if this, you know, really looks like that in real life as well. But it has proven actually that, you know, it is possible to really see what it will drape like uh, in this this digital space. Uh, It also shows you all kinds of fit maps. So basically you're able to see where it pulls, where it doesn't pull. It becomes red if it's too tight. becomes like orange if it's tight, but it's possible. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you still need to have pattern knowledge. You need to understand the way patterns or garments are constructed in order to create this 3D model. Because those kind of crafts, they are still very necessary. I mean, if you see, for instance, the gaming industry, there's a lot of kind of, yeah, the thing is... They don't really understand how patterns work, so it is still very much a craft how to create a digital garment because you need to still understand um, the way a garment is stitched in real life in order to translate it in a good way into the digital space. Um, So this craft will, yeah, it will not disappear. You still need that knowledge in order to create something that fits well.
0: Because you still need buttons and zippers in the real world for now, right? So you have to remember to design those in.
3: (laughs) Yeah, for now, yeah. Uh, In the future, we don't know yet, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do you put the measurements on this, an online model, like a a digital avatar, and you put like the body measurements in and then you can just sort of, you know, like almost like Facetune or something, you can just kind of expand it or shrink it depending on the size that you're designing for? Is that how it works?
3: Yeah, completely. So usually if we work with avatars, I mean, if we work with clients, if we do videos for clients, for instance, they always have mm-hmm. an avatar based on their brand. So, you know, sometimes um, also the avatar has to be adjusted and it's quite easy. Either you change the avatar or you change the garment, um, but you still need to understand the way things fit around the body. And But you can really easily change it. For instance, if uh, if, it's, if it's a size bigger or a size smaller, it's quite easy to just adjust it and it will just fit in the in the correct way again. Um, but basically, you're able to create any type of body in this digital space, which is also very interesting. If you, for instance, want to see what your garment looks like on all of the different sizes, size ranges that you have, you can just have a library of avatars and make the garment fit on all of them at the same time without even having to have a person in your studio so
0: yeah. yeah no that's interesting and then you could do it like in the middle of the night from home you don't need to call in yeah. the fit model and
3: <laughs> exactly yeah tell me
0: about the future like I know you kind of touched on it a little bit but you know tell us a little bit about the future of it. what does it mean a digital fashion house um, I know the fabricant is testing a new a new project called Lila tell us a little bit about kind of what's in store or wh- what your vision is for the future
3: yeah, so at The Fabricant, we really believe that, you know, clothes do not need to be physical to exist. Um, that, that the future of fashion is digital because, you know, in a sense, we are all living digital lives um, and more, now more than ever. And uh, we believe that, you know, this full creativity and self-expression is a very big part of fashion. And, but it's very unsustainable. You know, if you have to wear a different outfit every single day, um, that is just an unsustainable practice but it is so much fun. So we're kind of trying to see if we can create some way or form that people will still be able to express themselves without wasting anything. So um, the idea is that people will be able to create a digital version of themselves, uh, which will be uh, a scan of their face, and then they will be able to choose a body. Yeah, choose a body, whatever body they choose. Um, You know, if they choose to be man for a day or non-binary, you know, you can also choose that. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're kind of giving the the possibilities of you to curate your identity. And from there on, you choose the garments that you would love to wear online. And we really believe that there is a huge uh, ask for for dressing yourself online and using your digital identity to go to digital events, uh, to present yourself, to have fun with your friends. I mean, everybody Mm -hmm. has an Instagram profile, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an Instagram profile, but that looks very different from your LinkedIn profile, which looks very different <laughs> from your, you know, Tinder profile. So all of these digital identities are like a part of you. And we are just trying to see if we can create a space where you're able to curate that's an essential location where you're able to choose new garments every minute um, and not having to have the physical items there, the physicality of it, but go beyond the limitations of the physical world. Um, so yeah, that's what we're building. <laughs>
0: I love the idea of bringing that fun and playfulness and creativity to fashion. You know, it's not just tech and, and business. It's also fun to, to explore digital opportunities, right?
3: <laughs> Completely. Like the, the name Leela comes from uh, from the Hindi word meaning play. So we really I based see. it off this kind of playfulness that you're able to, you know, play with your identity online.
0: And, and Leela, just to clarify, Leela is the the name of the new project you introduced where people can take a picture of themselves, right?
3: Yeah, so that's our, that's our platform, uh, which, is, uh, which is currently in beta. Uh, so we're testing things, which is, uh, we don't have hair yet. We don't have a lot of options yet, but we just want to put it out there. So it is, uh, it is online, yeah.
0: And it's at digital.fashion. You just go to your browser and put digital.fashion, right?
3: Yeah, on mobile platform or on your computer, anything works. Just digital.fashion, very simple. Well, thank you all so much for
0: sharing. We are coming to the end of this episode of the Tech Edit. Before we go, we ask each guest our closing question. What is the one technology that you still just do not understand? So um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to think about it, but Daniel, do you have a technology you still don't understand?
1: Well, (laughs) maybe I I do understand it a bit, but I don't understand the purpose of it. So I went uh, (laughs) last Saturday, I went into Mm -hmm. TikTok. And uh, of course I knew and I read about it, but I did, somebody did with me um, a film and posted something, which I did, um, and, and but I don't understand what is so, what is so cool on that, <laughs> because it's just dancing in front of the camera.
0: So you didn't dance?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I did. I did just for the fun. Okay. okay. But uh, I didn't understand what, uh, you know, what, what uh, yeah, uh, why this is so exciting. Um, but again, that's <laughs> a new generation.
0: That's
2: fair. That's fair. And Christine, what about you? So, I I took a bit of a different approach when I was thinking of this because I think what I really would love to understand is how do we implement these amazing technologies at organizations and how do we Mm. change organizations to be able to adapt and adopt these things much quicker than we are now because the world is changing at the speed of light, but I think you know it, certain certain organizations aren't aren't set up yet to do that. So how do we do that? Because that's when some really amazing change can happen. And that's what I think is really exciting.
3: And Amber, what about you? So I've thought about this long and hard because I'm always quite, you know, on top of 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 all the technologies and really kind of nerdy. So I always try to understand everything. However, I'm not a mathematician, so um, there are some things I still don't understand, uh, which is for in something like quantum computing, which is very oh exciting, gosh. because it's going to make everything so much faster. But I have yeah. no idea what this is about, so I'm still yet to wrap my head around that. But it all seems super exciting. So
0: Well, that's very yeah. ambitious. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for joining. This has been really interesting and I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Great, thanks.
1: Thank you for having me
0: Join us next week to hear from companies pushing the envelope on computer vision. We'll have experts from Facebook, Pinterest, and Vue.ai. Don't forget to subscribe to ensure you don't miss out on each new episode. You can find the links on Spotify, iTunes, or of course via the Vogue Business website. And for more coverage on the future of fashion and technology, subscribe to my weekly technology edit newsletter at VogueBusiness.com. Our executive producer was Aled John. My name is Megan McDowell, and that was The Tech Edit. Thanks for listening.
1: The Tech Edit by Vogue Business is brought to you in association with PayPal Credit, helping your customers buy now and pay over time. Go to PayPal.com forward slash PayPal Credit to learn more.